Hello and welcome to the I Am Woman Project, where every week we have deep thought-provoking and interesting conversations with thought leaders, change instigators, rule breakers and creative minds who think differently, sparking creativity and inspiration. Our special guests on our show cover a variety of topics just for you, and they share their personal stories to inspire, motivate and empower you, our listener. The I Am Woman podcast is produced for your enjoyment and show notes are found at www.iamwomanproject.com.au. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favourite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at I Am Woman Project and Facebook. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. Today we have the beautiful Gordana, the Wisdom Keeper. Gordana is a wisdom philanthropist on Twitter, sharing thoughts on who we are and why we are here. She writes about high consciousness, reality, source, purpose, fear and love. Every day she inspires hundreds of thousands of people with her thoughts and writings. Gordana is a thinker, a seeker and explorer of physical reality. She can't be labelled, but she is often described as a passionate, creative and audacious person, constantly learning and searching. As a speaker, Gordana talks about the perception of reality, consciousness and creativity. And as a writer, Gordana provides knowledge and encouragement necessary for allowing change, assisting those who seek self-development and a greater sense of being through intellectual and spiritual exploration of the world seen and unseen. Gordana's purpose is to help people realize how powerful and unique they truly are. She has written two books, Book 365 and Know the Truth, an inspirational book that will help you reconnect with who you truly are. We can now proudly announce and congratulate Gordana for her success as she has been handpicked by Oprah Winfrey to be part of the Oprah Winfrey Network just announced as part of the Super Soul 100, a dynamic group whose vision and life's work are bringing a higher level of consciousness to the world around them and encouraging others to do the same. Enjoy this thought-provoking conversation. Welcome, uh, Gordana, to our show. How are you? I'm fine, thank you, Catherine. How are you? I'm good. Now, I have to say that um, for our listeners, we were having a bit of a conversation before this and we thought we better stop and start recording so that we can um, get the listeners to be involved in our conversation because it was a very good one. So basically what Gordana and I were talking about was talking about quantum physics and high consciousness and how we got into this. So, Gordana, I'm going to throw it over to you where you can actually talk to us about uh, what you do and how you got into it. Well, I'm a wisdom philanthropist on Twitter, which means that I share inner wisdom with an audience that is a couple of hundred thousand people out there. Uh, and I do this every day because I feel that we need to heighten our consciousness in order to understand who we are as a species and what we're doing here on Earth. So I share my thoughts on Twitter about reality about who we are, 
why we are here, our egos, desires, all the things that are important to us. I share thoughts about that on Twitter. And I love doing it because it kind of puts me on the right track each and every day because I too need to be reminded of what we are doing in this reality and how we are generating and creating our reality. Because I do believe that we are, each and every one of us, of us create their own version of reality. And as a species together, we are creating this reality that we are living in at, at the moment. And it's, I feel that it's easy to change because all we have to do is change our thoughts and our way of being from within. Each and every one of us can do that on our own and change the world. So I'm sharing my thoughts about all of this on Twitter with hundreds of thousands of people from all over the world, literally from all over the world. Every single continent is represented on my Twitter account. Uh, it's both males and females. It's old people, young people. It, it's it's universal. So and I enjoy doing it. I just love it. And what we were saying before, I think that the, the exciting thing about it now is, you know, maybe 25 years ago when we used to talk about energy and so forth, we didn't have the science research to back us up or, you know, there's a lot of evidence now that back us, backs um, back mm. us up when we talk about energy. So when mm. we're talking about we're actually manifesting or creating our reality, could you mm. deep dive into that a little bit, please? Yeah, well, as you said, 25 years ago, if you were talking about auras, people would say, what are you talking about? You can't see that. You can't prove that. But if you go into quantum physics, for instance, you will find almost all the answers to it because quantum physics reacts in a way that that might seem like miraculous to to an ordinary person it 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 doesn't react the way our reality reacts on a everyday basis when you go into quantum physics i mean one thing can exist on two places at the same time and this is not uh this is not <laughs> I can't even find the words for it. The only word I can find for it is that it sounds like miracles when you go deep, deep, deep into quantum physics, when you start looking at it. Because a thing can, for instance, be a particle. At the same time, it is a wave. It depends on the one that is watching, meaning that the observer is as important as what is being observed. And if you translate that into our everyday life, it means that your perspective is actually all that is. It will always create a reality that you are looking at based on what you believe that you are seeing. So the observer has become really, really important in our society, which means that you are very important. You are the one generating it. You are the one creating your own reality and your beliefs are the fuel doing that. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. And I think when you're talking about beliefs, that's really about all about emotion, isn't it, Rich? Really fuels mm -hmm. the thinking. And when you're talking about being the observer, I quite often like to be the observer of my thoughts and mm -hmm. I just allow them, I just watch them. And it's interesting when you become an observer of your mind rather than being, um, you know, lost in, that, in whatever's going on for you. When you become the observer, I mean, what you do is actually you give yourself time. You give yourself time to look at yourself. 
And I think that many of us never give ourselves time to look at ourselves. We, what we do is we, we feel the urge to react on someone else's beliefs. And that, to me, becomes an unconscious creation because you, you react automatically, which means that you are not in charge of what you're doing. That's so, uh, yes, I feel that the need to give yourself time and say, wait a minute, how do I feel about that? Because you do have a free will. You can always, in every single moment, make a choice. Even if you're in a car accident, you can still make choices what you're doing, in that, even though it's a very, very short time. Because time also is something that I've been looking a lot into. And I know for sure that time is not constant. It is a construct that we have been cre creating. And it's, it, you can do anything you want with it, like most of the things in our reality. I love that. When I th I remember once I was uh, one of my teachers said time is a man-made concept. It's not real. Mm. And mm. for me, it's it's it was always really hard to get my head around it because mm. when you think about it, even if you want to manifest anything or create anything, or you know if you have got goals or plans, there's always a bit mm. of a buffer period, which we call mm. that as time. And it is, it's, it's, it's really, a, and it's, I think for me, the way that I understood it is the less resistance you have, uh, the quicker that you can achieve it. So it's, it's, we create the, the, I guess the time aspect. How would you describe yes. it? Yes, ex exactly the way you're describing it, because to me, time is something that it's necessary because in this physical reality, we need space to be in and time to be in. So that's, that's, that's a given. But how we perceive time and what we do with the time, that is very, very subjective, which also changes the fabric of time. For instance, when you do something that you love, two hours can feel like five minutes. And that is because when you do something that you love, you are connected and aligned to who you truly are. You're connected and aligned to your desires. You're connected and aligned to your source. And your source is timeless. So every time you jump into that source, you actually experience no time, which means that you do not age as quickly as others. That is why people who, for instance, do what they love, they, they have this aura around them you feel that they're authentic and they do not look old even if they have wrinkles in their face you can feel their spirit because they are spending much more time in quotation marks in their own source and their own, their own desires so i i feel that in order to to radiate authenticity realness who you are you need to know what you love to do you need to explore your desires and why you are here in this physical reality so that you can connect to your source and get the energy you need from there and stay vital and stay young and stay stay curious on life so that is, i mean time is not an enemy actually time is is something that is beautiful to experience in this physical reality because when you're out of here, you're in spirit and you cannot experience the limitness of time. It heightens the experience here, I think. Uh, I, I really, um, 
I totally agree with you. And when I think about time as well, it's 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 also when things happen in life, it depends on how you respond or you react to it. That could mm. also increase the time or the you know expand the time because once again mm. we've created these obstacles, and so we're not allowing the flow to uh, to be free of any obstacles. Yes, uh, it reminds me actually of I, I was in a car accident when I was, I think, maybe 17 or 18. I don't ex- actually remember exactly. But while being in this car accident, I could, I gave myself time. I, I can't explain it in any other way. I mean, this happened, it took two or three seconds for our car to turn upside down twice. And while being in that car and, and, and turning upside down with the car, I gave myself time to do things that couldn't possibly fit into that time frame in real time, the two, three seconds we were doing this. And the things, for instance, I saw a piece of glass flying by in slow motion. And I had the time to look at the glass and see all the colors of the rainbow when it, when light hit the glass. And I was thinking to myself, my God, this is so beautiful while in the accident. Then I had time to think that, okay, if I'm going to die here, I don't want to feel pain. It's okay. I can die. I'm ready, but I don't want to feel pain. All these thoughts were pressed into that time frame of two or three seconds it took uh, for us to turn the car over to the other side. And that told me that time is absolutely not constant. It is a construct and we can expand it and we can retract it. We can do whatever we want with it according to... (laughs) According to situations, and I'm not, I don't know exactly why time elongated itself for me in that car accident, but it did. Wow, that's amazing. So you've, you actually slowed down time and to the yeah. point where you were able to see the beauty of what was going on, even though it was quite serious. Yes, and that's why I'm saying we can, there is always time to change a reaction into action. Because in that moment, I actually thought that I was going to die. But still, I didn't react to it with fear. I, I chose my reactions. And that, that's really mind-boggling. How can you do such a thing? It's almost inhuman to do such a thing. But that there, there it is. There it was. I remember it exactly. This little piece of glass is actually really mind-boggling for me that I had the time to see it because probably it came in a very high speed and still I could slow it down and I could catch it in my eye and I could see it floating through the air like no gravity or something and the light hitting it and the rainbow colors and everything and and it was beautiful. Wow, amazing Gordana. So Gordana, what drives (coughs) you? What makes you jump out of bed in the morning? What drives me is that I really... I do what I love and I love what I do. I mean, I, that is my motivation. I, I love exploring reality. I love thinking about this and I love sharing it. I, I usually call myself a wisdom keeper because I feel that all the wisdom I need is inside of me. So if I spend time looking at it, I can find it. I find everything I want within me. And I know that every single one of us is that wisdom keeper. Only not all of us are aware of the wisdom we are carrying around. So 
what I do is I try to open up. I try to open portals. I try to open doors for people. Try to remind them of this enormous wisdom we are all carrying within us. And doing this, it, it just, I love doing it. I, I can't see myself do anything else. Even though, I mean, I've studied art and I've done a lot of other things in my re life. This is, I feel, what I'm supposed to do here to share this knowledge, to share this wisdom I find within me. Only to, when I quiet myself down and start listening to my thoughts and trust my intuition that they are true and that they are, that, that they, they are meaningful and share it. I love doing it. Mm, you're, you're obviously I, on purpose with what you're doing. Yes, and I think that I really started on this journey. I've always been a seeker. I really have. I know that you also have, Catherine, because we talked about it earlier, that you, I mean, I think I was born with this, this urge to understand my reality. Even as a child, I did this. I mean, I could look at the stars outside and I, I knew that there was no difference between the stars outside and the stars in my mind, which means that it's one and the same. But I couldn't speak to anyone about it when I was a child. So, I think that what really started me speaking about it and that what really got me into sharing this is when my son was born and he's 18 now, but I remember when I held him in my arms for the first time, I said to myself, I have to be authentic and I have to share what I know because if I want this world to be a beautiful world for him to live in, I have to do something about it. And I... I think that the easiest way to change the world is actually to start from within. So, so I did that. It's <laughs> so true. And, you know, I really believe that we all have the resources and there's so many people that seek external to find the answers or meditate for mm. a long time when really they've just got to seek inside. And I always say that, you know, your external environment is um, a sign of what's going in inside your own world, you know, and I think that mm. it's just – People find that hard to, you know, to make or to give themselves the time because really that's all it takes to give yourself time. That's the greatest mm. gift because you, that's how you can transform and change and get into your mind, mm. change your thinking. And I guess, you know, people say, Oh, but it's so hard. You know, it's such a fast paced mm. environment. You know, we're working, we've got children. You know, how do you get but, people to slow down? Well, that's exactly the point, you know. For instance, I have troubles with sitting down and just meditating because it means that I have to stop my thinking. And I can't. I don't, I don't know how to do that. I've always, I'm always having thoughts in my head, always something going on in my head. So I struggled a bit with that. So I understand what you're saying when people say, I don't have the time to do it. But I found another way to do it. I mean, you can do it all the time. It's all about enjoying and seeing the beauty in what you're doing in the now moment. And there is always beauty in what you're doing in the now moment. It's only about you finding it and seeing it, giving yourself time to see it. If you drink coffee, then feel, feel the taste of it. Smell it. If you're, if you're sitting on a park, somewhere in a park, just doing nothing, maybe looking in your phone, Look up, see the sky, see the, see the trees, the grass, smell, the, smell and touch and feel and taste everything around you. 
That is how you focus yourself in the now. You do not have to stop thinking. You have to start feeling and sensing where you are at the moment. And you can do that every time. I mean, try to sense the chair you're sitting in. How does it feel to sit in this chair? How does my clothes feel on my skin? Try to get into the details of your emotions of your experience in the now. And you can do that anytime, everywhere, even if you have children around you screaming. I mean, children are a very good, um, how should I say it? Um, they are a very, very good cat catalyst. Mm -hmm. uh, what? How, yes, catalyst for bringing you down into the now moment mm -hmm. because they are always in the now. If you just look at a child, they're always in the now and they're always enjoying their now. Yeah. And so true. I mean, that's what you're talking about being present. Being, and, and when they talk yes. about mindfulness, it's about, it's, mm -hmm. it's about being present with your environment. You know, if you're sitting on the grass, look at the grass, mm. feel the grass. You know, if there's a flower beside you, enjoy the flower beside you and look at the bee mm. and feel what that's, you know, so it's really connecting with your environment. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you can do that without uh, making it into a task. Yes. Because when you, when you make it into a task, then it becomes something that you have to do. But if you just try to tune into where you are without making it a task, just allow it to be as it is, and you will start to see the small miracles everywhere. Because when I, for instance, when I, when I feel a bit stressed, I can go outside and sit in our garden. I s just sit anywhere and start looking at things around me. I can see a, a, a bee, for instance, flying by, and I feel the magic of this bee being able to fly the way it does. And it occupies my mind watching it playing with itself, flying around from one flower to another flower. And it, it really reconnects you back to the now moment when you start just recognizing the things around you. You don't even have to, you don't have to force yourself or push, push yourself to do it. Just sit there and, and allow your mind to find the things for you. And it's not hard to do that. I mean, everyone can do it. We've been doing it since we were children. We've just forgotten it now when we're grown-ups. Yeah, and I think we've as you get older, you tend to allow other other things to t uh, take over your thinking. You know, so you'd be thinking about work or thinking about stuff rather than mm. you know external things, rather than being in the now mm. and be present. Yeah, I do talk a lot about conscious and unconscious creation, and you actually put it very very eloquently here. When you when you daydream for instance children daydream a lot they they make believe all the time and when you daydream you're connected to your desires and what you want in your reality you're connected to who you want to become so you're making blueprints in your future of who you want to become and you're adjusting your brain to that mm -hmm. when you and it becomes conscious because you are aware of what you're doing. You are aware of that you're daydreaming. You are aware of that you're, you're, you're expressing your desires in a mental form. And then you're doing exactly the same thing when you're worrying because you're thinking about scenarios that are not good for you, that are, that are actually bad for you. They haven't happened yet. So it's a kind of bad daydreaming. And you're creating blueprints 
in your reality, in your future, of things that you do not want in your reality. And it becomes unconscious because when you get them, you say, I didn't want this. Why am I getting this? Because you ordered it by worrying. So you, you are actually doing it unconsciously. You're creating your reality unconsciously when you worry. You are creating it consciously when you daydream about it. But what do they, did they say in school to children? Stop daydreaming. Do the things that you're supposed to do. And you worry about homework and stuff. And that's how we tap into the worrying mode instead of the creative, consciously creative mode, which is daydreaming. Mm, I remember once hearing that worrying is like praying for something that you don't want. Exactly. And then you ask yourself, why did I get it? Mm. It's like... It, it, it works like the internet. This is a very not good analogy. If you write something down on Google, it will give you thousands and thousands of options to your question. So if you're writing, um, give me, for instance, uh, something about Gordana being great, it will give you, it will give me Options and options and options, thousands of them of how I am great. And I can choose from all these options. Okay, this is what I'm going to read. The same thing goes if you write, Godana is not good. It will give me the same options. That is what we are doing when we are praying, uh, praying, um, worrying and daydreaming. It's, it's like putting out a signal and we are getting what we are putting out. The universe is always answering. We are always creating. So if we want to become more conscious of what we are creating, we have to start thinking about what do we want in this reality, not what do we not want in this reality, because we are going to get what we do not want if we are focused on that. Absolutely. I always say we are a magnet in this universe and whatever mm -hmm. we are thinking and whatever we are feeling, whatever we are vibrating, good or bad, is exactly what we bring to us. It's also, uh, I think that there is one thing that I need to add to that because a couple of years ago I read um, uh, The Secret. We all read The Secret and it was really mind-blowing to read about it. And we are talking about the law of attraction. So everybody's thinking, if I think hard enough, I'm going to get this. Mm -hmm. And you end up thinking hard and getting nothing because hard is the key word there. And I've, I've been thinking a lot about this, and it's not about attracting things to you and circumstances and relationship. It is making them happen through you, which means that you have to be of the right frequency in order to get your desires. You have to be your desire to get it. It goes through you. You are not attracting anything. You're not pulling anything to you. It happens through you. You are the portal. You're not just a magnet. You're the mm -hmm. portal to that manifestation. And that makes a difference in my mind because I understand that I, if I want something, I need to feel that I am worth it and that I truly believe that I am that thing. And that's how it manifests. It manifests through you. You do not pull it to you. Because oh, pulling something, yeah. because pulling something requires force of you. It, requ it requires an action. Mm. Creating it through you requires that you are what you want to become. Yeah, it makes sense. It's it's almost like you're a vortex, and it's mm. it's like when you are. I always talk about this when you create goals or affirmations or anything like that. Um, it's about speaking as if now. 
So mm. you, you say it as if you already have attained it or achieved it. And as long as you are feeling, um, I have to find the right word for this, as long as you're not feeling quite aligned with it, if you have some kind of doubt, the universe will answer to that doubt. It will not answer to what you're saying and thinking or trying. It will answer to your most honest, authentic feeling from the inside. So if you don't feel beautiful and you keep on say, telling yourself, I'm beautiful, I'm beautiful, I'm beautiful, forcing it, mm. you will not feel, you will not get what you want. But if you start looking at where can I find beauty in me and then really seeing the beauty in you and then start th thinking that I'm beautiful, that is when you manifest it through you. It takes, it takes, you have to take it inwards. You, you can't go out and pull it to you. you. You have to create it from within. I don't know if it makes sense to you. It's, it's, no, it does. It absolutely makes sense. It's, 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 mm. you've got to, it's not about attracting it to you. Like you've got to become it. So you, it's, it's, I guess from the way you're talking about, it, it's the vibration piece. It's, it's the vortex. Mm. You know, it's like a vortex or a hurricane. It, it just attracts that same kind of energy. It's, it's, mm. it's, you're creating it from within. It's, oh, we, we were talking about quantum physics earlier. I mean, everything in our reality is, contains a plus and a minus yes everything every every single thing an equal amount of that mm -hmm. which means that it's your free will that chooses the pluses or the minuses it's the same thing I, I, sometimes i talk about creation of reality as breathing in and breathing out every time you expand in your consciousness it's like breathing in you take in plus and minus plus and minus equal amounts of it it's like breathing in oxygen you take in everything not just oxygen oxygen there is nitrogen and other things in the air you breathe in but your body knows exactly what it needs so it keeps the oxygen and pushes the rest out. It's the same thing with consciousness. When you grow in your consciousness, you expand in your consciousness. You take in more of your reality. You take in more pluses and more minuses. And then it's up to you to pick the raisins in the bun. It's up to you to pick the plus only and leave out the minuses because you are you're the awareness choosing. That is why we have free will. Wow. Amazing. So, Gordana, what advice mm. would you give your younger self? Um, what advice would I give my younger self? Well, I would, I would probably uh, start by telling my younger self that uh, there are no mistakes, only feedbacks. So explore everything your heart desires. I feel that as a young woman, I was not good at exploring what my heart desired because I was afraid of um, I was afraid of the of the reality out there. If I twenty years ago, if I would start exploring what I am exploring today, I feel that I wouldn't be taken seriously then. So I would give myself that advice that it doesn't matter what other people think. Do your thing. Explore your desires. Uh, I would also tell myself that. Don't take anything personal. It's just fun out there. Just go out and have fun. It, nothing is personal. It's only as personal as you make it. And also, I would, I would want myself to trust myself more and believe in myself more. 
because I feel that young women do not believe in themselves. They, they, they are, I feel that they, I would tell myself to believe in myself. And then, um, I would, uh, there is one thing that is really important. I would tell myself that you are real. Fear is not. Mm, that's very good. God, you're very inspiring, Gordana. I'd love to see what your son is like. <laughs> very inspiring. Yes, I'm, he's, he's, he's such a beautiful being. I really, really connect to, he has an ability to share unconditional love with all sentient beings, sentient beings. And, and I'm so inspired by this. Sometimes when I'm stressed, I can just go into his room and sit and just be in the same room as he is. And I connect to his frequency and it always aligns me with my soul purpose. So he has this ability, and I, I don't know where it comes from, to just calm everything down around him. So he, he's such a beautiful being. He's really a very balanced being, actually. He is a, a, a boy or a man, a young man, but still he, he's so connected to the other side of him, the, the more female side of him, that he's a very, very balanced being, understand his reality in a very balanced way. So I'm, I'm really very proud of him. And so you should be. So Gordana, if you had to pick one word that best describes your personal brand, what would that be? You know, something that is a very, very hard thing for me to do because I am my personal brand and I feel that I, I cannot, I cannot label myself. And because my work is all about inspiring people to expand their consciousness by exploring um, the fluidity of it and, and by pushing the limits, I cannot, I cannot limit myself with one word. It, it's, it, it would be a contradiction to the way I'm thinking. So, I can't. I can't do that. <laughs> oh, no, it's fine. It's, I totally understand. I mean, for me, I look, right. I'm just from knowing you so far, I find, you know, for me, inspirational. That's yeah. Not, just inspirational is a word for me that comes out for you. And I think about your personal brand and what you do and, and how you help mm. other people. You're very inspirational and very wise. And wisdom. Wisdom is another word that comes to mind too. Well, wisdom, yes, I, I feel that too. Inspirational has to come from the outside. Other others must say this because I, I myself, I just do what I feel I have to do, and if it inspires others, then that is beautiful and great. I had this mind-blowing experience yesterday. We found a, a guy on internet that has listened to one of my interviews and he made a video about that and he was talking about the things I was talking about in that video and it 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 kind of dawned on me that I am I inspired him and I can see I could see him and he could and he talked about it and I I felt it it was it was amazing it happened yesterday so that's why I'm talking about it I I understood that I do inspire people because when I do this, I sit at home and I write my tweets and I put them out there and I, I don't see the people that are inspired by it. But yesterday I, I could see him. He made this video and it really dawned on me that I am inspiring people out there. So it was a great experience yesterday to see that. That's so beautiful. So do you do keynote speaking and other things like that? Or do you, because uh, I know you spend a lot of time traveling as well, don't you? Yes, uh, I do. But for the last two years of my life, I have actually spent most time 
um, writing and, and doing things through Twitter. But I do, I do speak and I do love doing that. I, I, I love interacting with people. So yes, I do. And it's going to be more of it now because I have, I have one thing going on that is going to be exposed in uh, August and I cannot talk very much about it, but it involves uh, opera and uh, uh, super soul sessions and own. So um, it's going to be more of that speaking and, and, and interacting with people uh, visually more than I have been doing now. Oh, it's fantastic. We'll just have to get you down to Australia, Gordana. Yes, yes, yes. I love coming to Australia. <laughs> yes. So, Gordana, what we do normally at the end of every show, we always ask our beautiful, uh, inspirational women to give us three golden nuggets for our listeners. So what would be your three golden nuggets for our listeners? Um, well, uh, the three really important things I want your our listeners <laughs> to know is that know yourself. That is key in your reality because you have to understand that there is no power outside of you. You are the creator of your reality and the definer of your des destiny, literally. And the second thing is that daydream more. Only dreamers create consciously. Never, ever stop daydreaming because that is the only way to create a reality that you prefer, not what others want you to do, what you prefer. And the last thing I would share is you have to follow your passion because every time you deny a desire or ignore a passion or neglect a true calling or silence a truth within you, your spirit fades. So you have to follow your bliss. Oh, Gordana, I like all three of them. I was as as you were saying them, I'm thinking, which one do I like? I actually love all of them. <laughs> I think you should combine them, and then everything will be just fine. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you so much for your time and your energy. Now, how could our listeners find you? They can um, look for me at twitter with my idea on twitter is at my power talk or they can go to mypowertalk.com where i put out blogs and other things that is going on in my life so at my power talk on twitter and mypowertalk.com uh, is my website just love it thank you so much and i'm sure our listeners are going to love your interview you're just so you're quite sedative uh, just sitting here <laughs> listening to you speak it's uh, it's a bliss so thank you so much Thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed it immensely. Thank you so much, Gordana. That brings us to the end of the show. If you have any questions, please send us an email to jennifer at iamwomanproject.com.au or twitter at iamwomanproject and we will get right back to you. If you were listening to this podcast on iTunes, please make sure you leave a review or rating about the show. We would love to hear your thoughts. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. Until next time, please take care.